Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. A shared family prayer for guidance and faith. United in prayer, we take heart for we know we can overcome the world. There is no night too dark, no trouble too big, no fear too strong for the presence of God. In me and around me, I believe in the beauty of a flower and in the power of the rain, in the joy that heals any sadness and the faith that leads the way. I allow my emotions to run their course. I bless them and trust them to God, to my spirit divine, to that in me that is forever kind. And so it is. Together, we affirm. This is Sabbath Sunday. We're going to look at What is the difference between discernment and being judgmental? Today's content is from Bible.org. Okay, so the article goes on to say, It is important to understand the difference between being judgmental and discerning truth from error. In Matthew 7, 1, the Lord said, Do not judge, lest you be judged. Then in verses 2 through 5, he warns against trying to correct others without first correcting what is wrong in your own lives. If we deal honestly, okay, and deal with our own hearts, then we have the responsibility to help others. But there is also a warning in verse 6. He said, do not give what is holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls before swine. Verse 6. How can we know that someone in their spiritual condition is like a dog or a pig? Okay, someone who is incapable, meaning of appreciating the truth. They're apathetic, they're cold, they're indifferent, unless you judge and discern their character or their spiritual condition. So... It goes on to say, this passage does not teach that judgment should never be made. In fact, at Matthew 7, 5, it says specifically speaks of removing the speck from your brother's eye. But the Lord's point is that no one is qualified nor able to do that if they are habitually critical or condemnatory of the specks in someone else's eye when they themselves have a plank. A hyperbole for effect in their own eye. Such are not truly interested in righteousness, okay, only in plain spiritual king of the mountain. So, as in selecting elders and deacons for office, 1 Timothy 3, 1 Timothy 3, judgment is sometimes needed. Sometimes it's needed. But those making the distinctions judge means to distinguish and thus to decide okay must first be certain of their own lives and their own motives we need to ask questions like am i doing this to show how much i know am i trying to play spiritual king of the mountain do i think i'm better 
than they are because I know something they do not know. These are some of the logs or some of the things that we must remove the logs from our own eyes and consequently our hearts. We are not judging people when we discern behavior or beliefs that are clearly unbiblical, okay? For an example, a passage on having a judgmental spirit versus a discerning spirit. Okay, so we look to uh, Paul's teaching on the problem of doubtful or questionable things in Romans 14, okay? Then it goes on, furthermore, when seeking to help others, we must exercise care to discern their spiritual appetites and do what would be appreciated and beneficial. So what I'm taking from this is intent. What is your intent in doing this? Okay. We need to test the water, so to speak. Ask a question in a non-threatening way to see if they might be open to discussion. Such as, would you be interested in what the Bible has to say about astrology? We do this because one should never entrust holy things, what is sacred, to unholy people. And they go on to give the example of dogs, which is in Philippians 3.2. Or throw pearls to pigs. Dogs and pigs were despised in those days, okay? This is one of the reasons the Lord spoke in parables, was one of many. He did so to hide truth from the indifferent and to reveal it to those who were hungry and prepared. And then this particular uh, article ends with these fi- this final thought or these final thoughts. Finally, remember that the ultimate issue is not seeking to get people to change their behavior, but come to know and believe in Christ. Let me say that again. But come to know and believe in Christ. This includes biblical repentance, but in a salvation context. That means recognizing their sinful condition and need and turning from their sources of trust. Okay, it says religion human willpower, cultism, astrology, etc., and to trust in Jesus and his death for their sins. It does not mean cleaning up their lives and then tr- and then trusting in Christ. Only Christ can change lives in a way that is truly significant. Now we're going to look at three questions, okay, that a lot of people tend to ask uh, and sentiments that they have in regards to Christians when they speak out against different things that go on in, in, in this society. The first question are, is why are Christians so judgmental? Number two is why are all Christians hypocrites? And number three, are all Christians, are they, are all of them hypocrites? Now, the content I got this from was from gotquestions.org. The reason behind this is because I have been watching, like a lot of you, I'm sure, um, have been listening and aware of, and if you're not, then um, I'm talking about specifically about um people that have different type of ministries, 
Uh, one in particular, I believe, I was not aware of her. I did not know of her. And um, I believe her name is Tiffany Montgomery. And they said that she was a prophetess. And she spoke on a particular recording artist um, and her upcoming concert. And she was, she didn't, she didn't beat around the bush um, about how she felt about it. And she questioned people um, as to them being Christians if they listen to her music, if they are going to her concerts, um, and so forth and so on. So by me watching this and then uh, looking at other people online and on social media, giving their commentary and weighing in on what the prophetess said about her delivery. You had some people that were, um, they didn't see anything wrong with how she said it or what she said, but then there were some people that are Christians who had a great deal to say they didn't like what she said and they don't like how she presented it and so forth and so on. So it really got me thinking and so I do what I do. I started to look it up, just like when I was looking up, what is the difference between discernment and being judgmental? And a lot of the times when I looked at people who were um, what would be considered maybe non-believers or people who do not, you know, share what they, I don't know, your their faith. I don't know what their faith, only they and God know what their faith is or their walk in their faith, okay? Um, but I, it kind of came off like people that were non-believers, a frustration that they had that I kept hearing over and over again. And by hearing the prophetess talk about this particular um, mus- uh, musical artist uh, were, was judgmental. It kept going on about judgmental. This is what I don't like about Christians. They're so judgmental. This is what turns me off about the church. They're so judgmental. And it kept coming up over and over again. So it just got me to thinking. So I went to gotquestions.org and I came up with this. The question, why are Christians so judgmental? The answer, one of the most widespread arguments against Christians is that they are judgmental or always imposing their views on others. Often this criticism comes in response to Christians who speak out against behaviors and lifestyles that God judges as sin and has declared to be an outrage to him. Proverbs 16:1. We live in a society where everyone does what is right in his or her own eyes. Judges 21:25 where people insist that there are no moral absolutes, that each man or woman should decide for him or herself what is right and what is wrong, and that we should tolerate, which in their minds essentially means celebrate, sinful activities. Those who take seriously the biblical warnings against sin and dare speak out against the evil are written off as religious fanatics and all Christians are ironically judged as being judgmental. So the people saying that that Christians are judgmental are actually being judged. (laughs) So there's a lot of judging going on on both sides. Okay so the scripture that is used 
uh, the most to support the ideal that Christians should not judge is Matthew 7, 1, where Jesus says to his disciples, judge not that you not be judged. Okay, it's one verse that many unbelievers can quote. Another popular saying taken from John 8, 7 is that he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. But when we read these verses in their immediate context, it becomes obvious that Jesus is not warning against every kind of judging, but against hypocritical, okay, hypocritical and self-righteous judging. Matthew 7 verses 1 through 5 and John 8 1 through 11. In other words, judgmental people must remember that they will be judged by the same standard they apply to others. In the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Matthew 7 2. There is no place for spiritual hypocrisy or pride. Christians can and must take a stand against sin, but even our dealings with others should be marked by grace, mercy, and humility. However, hypocritical judging is the only kind of judging the Bible says that Christians should avoid. The Christian must judge or discern between good and evil. Hebrews 5.14 We must make spiritual evaluations of the words and behaviors of others not to find fault, but to effectively guard our hearts against error and sin. 1 Corinthians 2.14 and 15 and Proverbs 4.23. In fact, immediately after Jesus warned his disciples against hypocritical judgment, he says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs. Matthew 7.6. How is the Christian supposed to know who the dogs and the pigs are? Or unless he or she exercises or, or, or has discernment. Furthermore, Jesus warns his disciples just a few verses later, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Matthew 7, 15 and 16. This admonishment is given not only with regard to false prophets, but also concerning anyone who comes in the name of Jesus Christ, who, by who, his actions denies Christ, Titus 1.16 and Matthew 3.8. According to Jesus, this kind of judgment is considered right judgment, John 7.24, and is strongly encouraged. We are to be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Matthew 10, 16, and wisdom demands that we be discerning, Proverbs 10, 13, and we have discerned rightly, we are to speak the truth with love being the motivating factor, Ephesians 4, 15, love requires that we gently com com confront those in error with the truth about their sin, with the hope of bringing them to repentance and faith, Galatians 6, uh, Galatians, I'm sorry, 6.1. Whoever speaks back, a sinner from his wandering, brings back a sinner from his wandering, will save his soul from death. James 5.20. The true Christian speaks the truth, not merely what he believes to be the truth, but the truth as plainly revealed in God's word. The truth, especially the truth about good and evil, exists independently from what we feel or we may think. 
Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. Therefore, those who reject or are offended by the truth, let me say it again, those who reject or are offended by the truth simply prove the power of God's word to convict the heart of man, okay? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4, 12. So now we're going to move on to the, um, the second and third question. Why are all Christians hypocrites and are, are, are all Christians hypocrites? So why are they and are they all hypocrites? The answer being, perhaps no accusation is more provocative than that of hypocrite, okay? Unfortunately, some feel justified in their view that all Christians are hypocrites. The term hypocrite enjoys a rich heritage in the English language. The term comes to us via the Latin, nah, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I may mutilate this, Hypo, <laughs> hypocrisis, hypocrisis, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I mean well, meaning play acting or pretense, okay? Further back, the word occurs in both Classical and New Testament Greek and has the very same ideal to play a part or to pretend. I think I butchered that. I, I clearly don't know Latin. This is the way the Lord Jesus employed the term. For example, when Christ taught the significance of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving for kingdom people, he discouraged us from following the examples of those who are hypocrites, Matthew 6, 2, 5, and 16, by making long public prayers, employing extreme measures to ensure others notice their fast and parading their gifts to the temple and the poor, they revealed only an outward attachment to the Lord. While the Pharisees performed well their dramatic role as public examples of religion, virtue, they failed miserably in the inner world of the heart where true virtue resides, Matthew 23, 13 through 33, and Mark 7, verses 20 through 23. Now it's important to note this, Jesus never called his disciples hypocrites. That name was given only to misguided religious zealots, zealots. Further and rather, he called his own followers, babes, sheep, and his church. In addition, there is a warning in the New Testament about the sin of hypocrisy, 1 Peter 2.1, which Peter calls insinc being insincere, basically. Um, also, two blatant examples of hypocrisy are recorded in the church. In Acts 5, verses 1 through 10, two disciples are exposed for pretending to be more generous than they were, really were. The consequences were severe, okay? And of all people, Peter is charged with leading a group of hypocrites in their treatment of Gentile believers, Galatians 2, 13. Now, from the New Testament teaching, 
then we uh, may draw at least two conclusions. First, hypocrites do exist among professing Christians. Okay, there you go. Let's say it again. First, hypocrites do exist among professing Christians. They were present in the beginning, and according to Jesus' parable of the tares, okay, and the wheat, okay, they will certainly exist until the end of the age. Matthew 13, 18 through 30. The tears. Okay, the tears, the tears. Okay. In addition, if even an apostle may be guilty of hypocrisy, there is no reason to believe ordinary Christians will be free from it. Okay? <laughs> All right. We must always be on our guard that we do not fall into the very same temptations. Now, that is what I really want to focus on. We must always be on our guard as individuals that we do not fall into the very same temptations. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Of course, not everyone who claims to be a Christian is truly a Christian. Perhaps all or most of the most uh, of the famous hypocrites, <laughs> famous hypocrites among Christians were in fact pretenders and deceivers. To this day, prominent Christian leaders have fallen into terrible sins. Yeah, I don't think that's a secret. Financial and sexual scandals sometimes seem to plague the Christian community. However, instead of taking the actions of a few and using them to uh, denigrate the whole community of Christians, we need to ask whether all those who claim to be Christians really are. Numerous biblical passages confirm that those who truly belong to Christ will exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Jesus' parable of the seed and the soils in Matthew 13 makes it perfectly clear that not all professions of faith in him are genuine. Sadly, many who profess to belong to him will be shunned not sorry about that, stunned, not shunned, <laughs> stunned one day to hear him say to them, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. That's a, that's a very well-known um, scripture, and that's at Matthew 7, 23. Secondly, while it should not surprise us that people who pretend to be more holy than they, <laughs> than they claim to be, and they claim to be Christians, we cannot conclude that the church is made up of almost entirely of hypocrites okay let's say it again while it should not be a surprise that people pretend to be more holy than they are claimed to be and they claim to be christians we cannot conclude that the church is made up entirely of some big old hypocrites okay one surely may concede that all of us who name the name of jesus christ remain sinners even after our sin is forgiven that is even though we are saved from sins eternal penalty romans 5 1 and chapters 6 and 23 we are yet to be saved and delivered from the the presence of sin in our lives first john 1 verses 8 and 9 including the sin of hypocrisy let's say it again the sin including the sin of hypocrisy through our living faith in the Lord Jesus, we continually overcome sin's power until we are finally delivered. 1 John 5, verses uh, 4 and 5. Okay, in conclusion, all Christians fail 
<laughs> to perfectly live up to the standard the Bible teaches. All Christians fail to perfectly live up to the standard the Bible teaches. No Christian has ever been perfectly Christ-like. However, however, there are many Christians who are genuinely seeking to live the Christian life and are relying more and more on the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you can do it. On the Holy Spirit to convict, to change, and empower them. To convict, to change, and empower them. There have been multitudes of Christians who have lived their lives free from scandal. No Christian is perfect. There's nobody perfect. We're imperfect. How are we going to do that? We're imperfect and be perfect. Can't. It's one or the other, okay? But making a mistake and failing to reach perfection in this life is not the same thing as being a hypocrite. Okay, let's say it again. No Christian is perfect, but making a mistake or mistakes and failing to reach the perfection in this life is not, all caps, not the same thing as being a straight out hypocrite. My final thoughts all right, so we're going to, I'm just going to briefly go over some of the things that I highlighted. So the first question, what we were talking about is why are Christians so judgmental? Um, and that is an, an argument, a widespread argument um, that many um, have against Christians. So what I highlighted here is Christians can and must take a stand against sin. But even then, our dealings with others should be marked by grace, mercy, and humility, okay? So it is our obligation, okay? It goes back to what is the obligation of religious leaders, ministers, pastors in regards to their flock? That also holds true, okay? Christians can and must take a stand against sin. But even then, we have to be very careful. Well, we have to be careful of our intent as well. We talked about that, touched on that before. Um, but temper those dealings with grace, mercy, and humility. Okay. Then it goes on to say another thing that I highlighted underneath this particular question is that hypocritical judging is the only kind of judging the Bible says that Christians should avoid. Okay hypocritical hypocritical judging okay are you going to use a discerning spirit or are you going to use a judgmental spirit okay then at the end this is something that i liked under this particular question those who reject or are offended by the truth simply prove the power of god's word to convict the heart of man for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart found at Hebrews 4.12. And then we move our attention to why are all Christians hypocrites? 
and are all Christians hypocrites? And what I highlighted for myself, all of the content is, is very good, but I highlighted this. Hypocrites do exist among professing Christians, okay? And that we individually must always be on our guard that we do not fall into the very same temptations, okay? We must discern and and make sure that we're not being hypocrites, okay? And then also the entire <laughs> the entire body of Christ is not made up of all hypocrites, okay? There are people that who are actually Christians, are actually believers, and they are doing their absolute best. So not every single living Christian that's in the church or church is are hypocrites, okay? And then lastly, no Christian is perfect, but making a mistake and failing to reach perfection in this life is not the same thing as being a hypocrite. Okay, so those were the takeaways for me. Now, in regards to, I'm going to go back to what I talked about before, which was kind of the motivation, and it has definitely started a stir and a, a, a conversation of sorts within non-believers as well as believers or Christians. Now, what do I know? I know there are a lot of people who are not Christians who have been saying things about this particular, I'm going to go back to the to the particular um, musician or singer and her music, her lifestyle. I have heard many people who are not Christians for years talk about her and, and question and say things about her. So it's not all Christians. I've heard a lot of people who, even people who, they never even really talked about any type of religion at all. They were kind of looking at it. And as the way things are going now, things are really, really, really in people's faces. I've, I've seen, I know people personally, and I've seen people, like I said, online saying, what is this? This looks like a ritual. This looks like this is demonic. This is satanic. Okay, so there are a lot of people who are not Christians that are saying these things. And it's not just about this particular recording artist and her husband. Okay, the second thing is that I didn't realize this was that a lot of people who, who are professed believers and Christians, and this is where the prophetess comes in, I'm sure, um, a lot of Christians listen and go to the concerts of this particular individual okay and she's on tour and she's you know coming to a city near you okay um a lot of them and I didn't know that to be honest with you I had no clue I really gave it no I kind of gave it no real thought uh, but um clearly it is an extreme amount of people because of how fervent this individual among other people and she's not the only one, obviously. I've seen ministers along the way say things about her and warning the congregations about indulging and listening and going to concerts. And someone else I saw said something along the lines. They said it jokingly, but I 
in my spirit it, it I know that it rang true you know they said in a jokingly way that people cannot afford going to these concerts and they are actually uh, running up their credit cards taking out loans and it was said in a joking way but when you hear the truth you you recognize it you may not know like necessarily know that to be you know the truth you know you don't have the knowledge but when you hear something it sound it rings true you know it to be the truth people are actually going into some serious debt just to afford tickets and to go to these concerts so the next thing that i'm kind of curious about is why can't the people whether they are christians or non-believers why can't they stop listening and going to the concerts it seems like a some level of addiction um that I'm picking up on because I listen to both okay I listen to Christians who are um actually ministers a lot of them that I heard were females they were women and there was a lot of similarities in their stories okay they don't listen to her anymore and they don't go to her concerts but they used to they used to and what i found interesting is even the prophetess someone must have found some i don't know was it on twitter or instagram i'm thinking it's more so twitter they found something from her social social media from some years ago and i don't know was it from 2017 or 2016 something like that and they they've been putting it up everywhere okay where she actually referred to this individual this woman this singer and her husband and um and so forth and so on and that they felt that that proved that she was in fact what we talked about a hypocrite but then she pointed out and said that she got saved in a certain year okay and then she stopped following these people and listening and going to their concerts and that's how and I think people are skeptical about that and they they see her as a hypocrite but I know from my own um my own experience not necessarily with listening to this particular individual that you can change when you are in your walk of faith as they say and in your journey what you used to do i can see differences for myself from last year and and right now things that i kind of think about i say i'm not doing that anymore i have no interest in that anymore it can happen you know i don't claim to know this prophetess you know i don't know her okay i don't know what it is only she knows and god knows i say that a lot because that's what the truth is what the what it is but it is very plausible because i know from my own experience that what i did and what i saw and what i thought last year i have grown I, i would like to believe i've grown and i don't have an interest sometimes you just when you get into getting trying to get closer to god there are things that you are going to abandon. You're going to leave it behind. And then there are some things that are it's going to be a struggle. And it seems like a lot of people are struggling with this. So this is the question. 
why is it so hard and why is somebody why is everybody in their feelings about not going to a concert or not listening to her music why is that so hard there's something going on there why are you so mad because someone said that to you to me that's very telling i don't know if i'm articulating it right but there's something there and the people the christians that talked about this particular individual they there are people that were her fans and they showed pictures of them coming out of the concert going in the concert when they talked about her um they had nothing but good things to say but then they all the stories all have the same similarity they'll say and then this happened and i stopped listening to her music i took all her music off my device and i i just deleted it i threw out her merchandise i stopped going to the concerts i stopped doing this i started doing so these weren't people that hated her or didn't like her to begin with they actually liked her they thought she had talent they thought she was beautiful they said nothing but great things about her but then something happened and they listened to the music and they saw how she was carrying herself and then they said something has occurred with this individual and i cannot continue to 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 jeopardize my standing with god by continuing my exposure to her so these so if someone doesn't like you from the beginning you think they're going to talk a bunch of crap about you it's going to be easy cuz they don't like you all these people that i saw that were talking liked her they were followers of her they were singing her songs some people are aspiring singers in the church they were singing her songs and recording themselves singing her songs these are people that actually liked her so the question to me in to me i don't know if what you guys are thinking is that there's clearly is something happening here if all these people that liked her and her husband and then all of a sudden these people turned away from them there's something there they're not just a bunch of haters they're seeing something they're seeing something that is not kosher and they're all turning away from but there are a lot of people that in the church from what i told you i learned that are still listening to her and the response that they're giving i mean these people want to fight the other christians about about her so my question also is if you're willing to fight your fellow christian over a recording artist are you willing to fight for jesus and jehovah god just as fiercely that's just my i mean i think i'm just saying if you're why are you so ready to fight over another imperfect human being because someone said that this individual and her husband represent certain things and then they tell you what these things are and then you want to fight them so if you want to fight your fellow christian over this recording artist and her husband are you willing to fight for jehovah god and jesus just as fiercely i'm just saying
you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening to Teachable Moments with April. If you did enjoy this episode, I invite you to come right back to check out my podcast and my other episodes. Don't forget to listen, add us to your favorites, and support by clicking on the link in the description. As always, be blessed and be well. Until next time. Mm